Witchy Mamas, Practical Living for Modern Families. Create magic every day and discover tips and tricks to keeping you sane and grounded while living in the real world. I'm your host, Billy Corinne. Hey, I'm Billy Corinne, Witchy Mama, and your host here. And today I have the pleasure of talking with my kick ass astrologer friend, Priya Kali. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, Philly. So happy to be here again. I'm so glad you came back to chat with me. Yeah, it's been a while. So Priya, tell tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, yes. Well, I'm an astrologer. I have been studying astrology all my life, really. I've been a professional astrologer for the past 12 years. I have my own website. I do consultations. I write for magazines, websites. Uh, yeah, this is my life. <laughs> so I, um, I haven't had a session in a little while because life has been very full, but I've been doing monthly sessions with Priya that have been so helpful. She just really takes a deep dive into my chart and just, you know, kind of helps me dissect, you know, what's going on in my life and what's upcoming. And, you know, that's been huge. Well, thank you. I hope it's been helpful. We've had We've had a few sessions. That's, you know, it's interesting. It's nice to work with somebody on a continuing basis. Although I always say like I would, when clients come to me, I, I want them to be at a place where they don't need to come to me and you, you check in once in a while. Right. You know, that's good. But it's always good to be able to really get into your chart. And that takes a lot more than an hour, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every time we're doing a session... Every time we're done with a session, I, I mean, it, you know, it, it does, it just tends to open up more questions. You know, it, it does help with the healing process. You know, it's, it's been, a, it's been a really great experience, a better than therapy. I tell everybody. <laughs> well, thank you. That's the goal. You know, before we get into even the current astrology, I will say this for people who are listening. I mean, astrology ultimately is a tool, right? We can use it for anything. We can find out so many things with astrology but in my opinion the best thing we can the best use of this tool is just self-awareness greater self-awareness because if you have that then you can deal with the rest of the world you know absolutely so it, it's very helpful well Priya so today I would like to discuss you know what's going on in the sky this spring we're getting ready to um, uh, celebrate the spring equinox and you know seems like a great yeah. place to start I know right now we're still in Mercury retrograde yes which <laughs> has been interesting <laughs> oh gosh I, I, I don't even want to get into it I had such a crazy time with flights I was flying the day actually the hour Mercury station retrograde it was crazy Wow. <laughs> but that's the fun of it. So yeah. I guess we can dive in. I mean, uh, this spring, well, just a few days ago, okay, we don't want to date this recording necessarily, but we also have, we're in Mercury retrograde right now, but we also have Uranus has just entered Taurus on the 6th of March. And we had a Pisces new moon on the 6th of March. So and we're also currently in that retrograde because Mercury is stationed retrograde on the 5th. So pretty much all of March, we're wading through a lot of stuff that was going on in February because Mercury was still in the same area of the sky. 
So although this Uranus in Taurus is a whole new cycle of about seven years, which I'll get into briefly, we're still kind of wrapping up loose ends from earlier this year, I would say. And this wrapping up loose ends continues up until mid-March. And it's really in May that we're going to enter this whole new world. We're already there, but we're kind of still, you know, we've got our heads on backwards. (laughs) We're still not looking ahead, you know? Definitely feels like it right now, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're still still looking at... Okay, so Uranus and Taurus. Should we talk about that? Sure. So over the past... Since 2011, this would be helpful for people to look at. Uh, If you're not familiar with astrology and if you don't have your natal chart, you don't really need to know that for the purpose of this talk. But it would be helpful for you to go to astro.com and look up your chart and see where all of this is playing out in your chart. Of course, you can speak to an astrologer, but astro.com has a pretty uh, good chart service and you can point to things and kind of see what's going on. So. Uranus. Uranus is very, it's, it's the awakener. It's a planet that breaks boundaries. It's a very revolutionary planet. And for the past seven years, actually since 2011, Uranus was in Aries. So if you know your chart, it would be helpful to look at where Aries falls in your chart. And that's the area of your life that was being activated by this transit. And since Uranus pushes boundaries, we've all been waking up. Aries is the sign of the self. It's the first sign of the zodiac. So we've been all waking up to greater self-awareness at at best. Um, But Uranus energy can be very shocking. Uh, It's almost like electricity. It's very electric energy. So it's like lightning, which will, in a flash, you know, illuminate the landscape, which is otherwise dark. So that's the kind of energy Uranus has. And... So look at your life. You've been through a phase over the past eight years, since 2011. And now you're entering a whole new chapter over the next seven years in the area of your life ruled by Taurus. And Taurus is a sign, it's a fixed earth sign. It's a sign of material energy. It's a sign that rules our money, our income, our our possessions, values, Um, And when I say values, it's the things we value and the people we value. And why do we value certain things? You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So it's not just the physical object, really. It's the sentiment behind that object, right? Right. And, or Taurus can also represent our commitments. But what do we value in our commitments? Taurus is a sign, it's, it's a sign of the earth. So think about the earth and nature. It moves slowly. Seasons change, but they change really slowly. And so with Uranus coming in to Taurus now, it's almost like the ground beneath our feet is shifting. Very literally, this could mean earthquakes. Now, I don't want to predict earthquakes, but there's always natural disasters happening everywhere. But if we're talking, if Uranus in Aries was the time of wildfires, with Uranus and Taurus, you're going to feel it more in the earth. That's where we'll feel it on a mundane level. On a personal level, really, this is going to push your boundaries and ask you over the next seven years, at least in one area of your life, you're going to have to push your boundaries and let go of material attachments. 
that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, live in abundance. In fact, what we're learning is there's a lot more potential in situations. You know, it's like finding treasures buried in the ground. But for that, we're going to have to dig deep and dig deep within ourselves as well. Because Taurus is also a very creative sign. If you're talking about the earth, the earth is prolific and abundant, right? Right. And fertile. And that's the energy that's within you as well. It's the same energy of life that's manifesting within you. So if Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, is just the spark of life, then Taurus is the energy that makes that spark into something that's real and tangible. So I don't want to digress too much. We're entering a whole new territory. <laughs> but yeah. okay. we, and we're, we're in this new world now. But the thing is, okay, so now we're still in this Mercury retrograde, right? And Mercury is in Pisces in March uh, doing this retrograde thing. So it's like we've entered this new world, but we, we, like I said earlier, we still have our heads on backwards. We're still kind of resolving things that were going on in February. And Mercury will station. So we have the equinox on the 20th of April. And the equinox basically is the sun entering Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. And it's a... It's Just to time. clarify, that's the, that is the 20th of March, not April. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just wanted to, yeah, we have the equinox on the 20th this month. Correct. On okay. the 20th of March. Yes. And this equinox, we also have the Libra full moon at the time of the equinox. So it's going to be a really heightened lunation and time. Uh, Venus is square Mars at the time of this equinox. Venus and Mars being both being the rulers of Aries and Libra. I don't want to get too technical. Right. This is going to bring a lot of changes in our relationships and relationship dynamics. Uh, there's, there's a sense of, you know, having to give each other space to adjust and find, and we're going to have to find a new balance with each other and new rhythm even. Okay. Um, so this is about the equinox. Then moving into, well, let, let's talk yeah. a little bit about, um, so right now we're in Pisces season and, yeah. um, so when do we shift to Aries season? So on the 20th of March, the sun enters Aries. Right. So and we, now, so the yeah. 20th of March just feels so huge this year. I mean, so not only do we have the equinox, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the beginning of spring, new beginnings, we're now shifting to Aries season, um, yes. which like you said, is like the spark of life. And yes. then we have this full moon, in, uh, in Libra, which is, you know, all about relationships and, you know, and how, how we relate to one another. So yes. it definitely feels like a lot. <laughs> There's definitely a lot. And then on, on the same day as the sun entering Aries and the full moon, which you just said. There's also Mars, Pluto trine, there's a Mercury Saturn sextile, Venus Mars square. All of these things, basically when there's a lot of activity in the sky, there's a lot of activity, you know, as above, so below. You're going to have a lot of interactions. There's a lot of movement and things are changing. So uh, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's like the world in the Northern hemisphere anyway, 
it's spring, right? Life is awakening. Right. And with the moon and Libra, yes, relationships are high, highlighted and we're having to find this balance with each other and really our most important relationship, which is with ourselves. And how do we ground ourselves in this new reality? I would say there's going to be a little confusion around that time because Mercury is still retrograde. So move slowly. You know, you don't want to... Relationships are a delicate balance. It's think of the scales. You can't just like throw something on one scale. You're going to have to, if, you want, if you're trying to balance something, you put the weight on very gently so you can balance the scale. You know, otherwise the scales are going to like swing wildly. Right. So, and if something is kind of very tumultuous, it would help to kind of just wait till things balance out and you have some clarity because there is a lot going on around that 20th of March. Right. And that's going to continue into uh, April, correct? Yes. So this Aries season, it's going to be fiery. There's new beginnings happening on the 28th of March. Mercury stations direct and Mars will enter Gemini. So around the end of March, beginning of April, there's just a lot of information coming to the surface and things that were not clear, even by at the full moon, you're going to have more clarity on. So it's, and nothing happens in a vacuum, right? It's all a progression of what's been going on. Right. So it's just a matter of awareness. Aries asks for awareness. Aries is the sign because the sun is moving through Aries from the 20th of March till about the 21st of April. I mean, Aries is, it's the baby of the Zodiac. It, it's fearless. It's very fiery energy, but Aries, it's like you can cook with fire or you can burn the house down. It just, (laughs) it requires awareness in terms of how you're handling it and where you're channeling this energy, basically. So, Whatever you've been dreaming of right now in the spicy season, it's a time to initiate and put those things into action, really, in April. Uh, Towards the end, well, middle of April, actually, there's an important thing happening, which is Jupiter. On the 10th of April, Jupiter will station retrograde. Now, Jupiter is in Sagittarius, and maybe we can talk about that a little bit without digressing too much. (laughs) Jupiter entered Sagittarius at the end in November, 2018. And Sagittarius is the sign. It's, it's another fire sign like Aries. And it's a very philosophical sign. It's a spiritual sign. It rules long distances, international travel. It opens our, it expands our consciousness. And Jupiter is at home in Sagittarius. It rules Sagittarius. So Jupiter traveling through Sagittarius since November has kind of opened all of our horizons. It's asked us to widen our horizons. And we've been moving ahead through all of this new territory and Jupiter has been covering ground. But on the 10th of April, as Jupiter stations retrograde, there's a sense that over the next four months, Jupiter will be retrograde until August 11th. So over the next four months, it's a chance for really course corrections. You know, if we've gone too, we've strayed too far off the path, 
this is a chance to come back in the middle. Okay. Because with Jupiter, Jupiter is the most benevolent planet in this in astrology. It and even in our solar system, it's the largest planet, right? It it protects us. It protects the Earth from cosmic debris that would otherwise crash into the Earth. Like it, it's Jupiter's gravity will either absorb this debris or deflect it. Mm-hmm. And it does a similar thing in our lives where Jupiter will give. In fact, in your natal chart, if you look at wherever you have Jupiter, that's a place you can always go to for help or for solace. You know, if things are hard, you, you can always go to the area of your life where you have Jupiter. Like, for example, let's say somebody has Jupiter in their third house. And third house rules your siblings, it rules your neighborhood, it rules short distance travel. So let's say you're, you know, in a funk or I mean, I'm being very simplistic here. Right. You're having some kind of problem. You know, you probably have a good relationship with your siblings. It would be helpful to call a sibling and see what they have to say. Or maybe just take a walk around your neighborhood. It'll give you a new perspective or maybe take a short trip somewhere. You know, it will sh- help shift at your mind shift. So that's how you kind of work with what's going on in your chart. So okay. coming back to what we were talking about, Jupiter stations retrograde. And this is, Jupiter will represent journeys. And when it goes retrograde, it's really bringing our awareness back to the inner journey. And asking us to dive deeper into this inner journey. Because it's about recalibrating our inner compass and then we can be guided. It's learning to have more faith in yourself. Any retrograde planet is an inward journey, but especially in the case of Jupiter, it's, it's, it's like you're realigning with your inner compass at this time and over the next four months. Uh, also, Jupiter will often go to extremes because it's the largest planet it magnifies things it'll expand things so even if something is not good for you i say not good in quotes because good and bad is a matter of perspective right even if something is not a pleasant experience let me put it that way it's still jupiter is magnifying something so you can pay attention to it mm-hmm. you know so if anything seems overwhelming or too big to handle you're still being protected in that situation, but it's just being magnified so you can take care of what needs to be taken care of, you know? Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, yes. So around the 10th of uh, April, Jupiter stations retrograde, and there's a sense of, you know, there are new doors opening and we are turning a difficult corner. And, And I'm saying this, looking at all the aspects that are going on around them. Uh, there's almost a sense of, I would say, you're kind of separating through the illusions. You're becoming aware of something that you've been dreaming of, but you're also realizing that there are changes that need to be made. And there is a sense of turning a difficult corner, but then, you know, there's a sense of having to pull back and focus on the big picture of your life. Right. Where are you going? It's easy to just keep having your adventures as you go along the way. And with Jupiter, the journey is the destination. You don't know it all. None of us do. We live and we learn. 
but this is really a chance to reconnect with, okay, what do I want for the big picture of my life? And then how are my choices supporting those goals or taking me closer to those goals or further away from them? Right. Okay. So, so that's Jupiter um, and that station's retrograde on April 10th, correct? April 10th. And yes. that will last until August 11th? Until August 11th. Yes. Okay. And now there is um, now Saturn stations retrograde as well in April, yes. correct? Yes. So we have actually three planets stationing retrograde in April. So it, the sense that we're getting is, okay, we're starting these new things and then all these planets are stationing retrograde. So it's like, okay, we're going to have to move slowly. And once we've started something, we're going to kind of have to commit and there will be chances for course corrections, but you know, things are moving slow. There will be adjustments that need to be made. So expect that. Saturn stations retrograde on the 28th, sorry, the 29th of April. And so Saturn, Saturn is currently, and actually on the 24th of April, Pluto stations retrograde as well. And both of these are happening in the sign of Capricorn. Now Capricorn is the sign that rules our structures and government and business and corporations. Um, so, and on a personal level, it's the authority figures in our life, as well as the structures that support our lives. So there's going to be a process of restructuring that needs to happen if we're going to, because with the Aries cycle, we're initiating new things, right? So, but there'll be a period of dismantling old structures so we can make room for what we're trying to now create. Uh, and as Saturn stations retrograde at the end of April, there's a sense of things really slowing down. Time tends to stand still when Saturn stations retrograde. So I would say like the last week of April, the first week of May, you know, there's a sense of time standing still, but that's giving you a chance to, you know, really reassess your boundaries as well. Um, there may be cases where you need to lower your boundaries a little bit. And there may be cases where you need to readjust them. So boundaries will be a big thing around then. Okay. And a retrograde Saturn will also ask you to, you know, really go inward and dig deep for your integrity. Because in Capricorn, well, Saturn and Pluto are both in Capricorn right now, but Capricorn is the sign of worldly material success. So it's the third earth sign. So success, but at what cost? You know, Uranus is in Taurus. We're having to really dig deep for our values. Right. It's like, okay, I want to build this, but at what cost am I going to build this? And success, if it's only meant for if it's selfish, especially with the sun in Aries, you know, it can get lonely at the top. So how are you building something that will give back to not just you, but to a greater world as well? Definitely. 
Well, that's a lot to ponder. So we're getting close to running out of time for this episode. And I would love to have you back on um, here shortly so we can kind of discuss the rest of of spring. Um, Because I know things slow down a little bit in May. And yeah, we just, there's like one minute. I swear I won't take too long. Yeah, no, go for it. Okay, because I know we're running out of time. So I'll hurry up now and we'll get into this more in the next episode. So this is, you know, February, sorry, March, April is a lot of kind of recalibrating from the past, resolving the past, what we've been going through in the past, over the, since the beginning of the year. And then starting May, we're really entering this new territory of Uranus and Taurus because we'll have a new moon, planets are gathering in Taurus, things are stabilizing. They're very much stabilizing, but there will also be sudden changes. So it's just a matter of, you know, um, staying grounded, staying grounded and enjoying life. Like I think May is going to be really luscious and delicious and we're going to have a lot of time to enjoy life's little pleasures. So don't forget about that. That's May. And then coming up to June and we'll get into this deeper uh, Starting the end of May, things start to lighten up again. Once we enter Gemini season, there'll be a lot of more new ideas. Jupiter will make its next square to Neptune. So these are things that we can talk about next time, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. From now until May, I would say, you know, things are shifting. May is when we really enter this new territory and we're planting these new seeds for what will grow over the next seven years but also remember Taurus is a slow moving sign so there may be sudden changes but you know when you initiate something or when you're planting something it takes a while for the seeds to sprout above ground so even if you don't see signs of things happening immediately you've got to be patient you've got to keep watering that plant you've got to keep doing that daily it requires consistency effort and then it'll bear fruit so that's a quick wrap up Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, we, <laughs> it's funny because, um, last week's episode actually talked a lot about like, uh, prioritizing, um, things in our life and, and really taking a look at our priorities and our relationships and what's important. So, um, this definitely dives deeper into that and, um, you know, makes a nice yeah. match for that. So, um, thank you so much, Priya. Um, I think you've given us all so much to, (laughs) to think about. And I hope I didn't like digress too much. No, it's, you know, what I, what I love. Um, and actually I I know you haven't listened to it yet because the episode just aired this morning. Um, I I haven't listened to it, but I did see the link, the Astara episode, right? But yes. Yeah. So go, go back and listen to that. And you're going to see like how much this episode goes along with that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's really great. And, um, you know, so I won't talk too much about that, but I know for myself and I I know our listeners are really going to appreciate this. Um, you know, when we can, the funny thing with astrology is because it pulls us in and we're going to experience all these things anyway. So if we have that understanding ahead of time of like, okay, this is what we're going to be a, this is what we're going to be dealing with. It helps, right. you know, to prepare us so that, so that we're ready and we can go even deeper. Um, yeah. And that's what I've loved about working with you is the fact that, you know, you're letting me know certain things ahead of time so that I can really prepare and, and 
dive in deep and make progress a lot quicker than the universe just, you know, constantly knocking on my door saying, okay, it's time to do this. It's time. It's time. (laughs) It's true. And I'm telling you this May, there's like gold to be mined. Like the more I look at the aspects of May, I'm kind of really excited. It's a chance to slow down, but also like really get into life, you know? So I'm excited. Yeah. And I love, you were talking about May is all about, you know, enjoying the little pleasures in life. So I'm really looking forward to that. (laughs) Absolutely. But no, this was great. I'm sorry if we like spent more time on certain things than ran out. No, no, you are fine. We're going to have you back on. You're going to be here regularly, right? Definitely. Well, Priya, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Well, okay. My website is being redesigned, but cosmicdiaries.com. Uh, is my website, but my consultation information is all over there. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Planet Priya, and I'm on Twitter as Priya Kale, although I'm not very active on Twitter, but I'm trying to change that. <laughs> I'm thinking of coming out with a podcast soon, so let's see how that goes. Ooh, I cannot wait. <laughs> and I also write monthly horoscopes at horoscope.com, so that might be something helpful. Awesome. You guys definitely should uh, check Priya out and, um, you know, read everything she's got going on. So thanks for tuning in. You guys can always find me on Instagram at Billy Corinne and on Twitter at Billy Corinne and at Witchy Mamas. And be sure to visit the website, witchymamas.com and sign up for the updates there. See you next week. <laughs>